Welcome to OK-ish, a podcast all about mental health in the modern world. I'm Mary Ellen Dance, a licensed mental health therapist, here to strip away misunderstandings about therapy and share exactly what I do in an honest way. Don't worry, you won't hear inspirational quotes or be told to spend more time doing self-care. I'm here to get to the real stuff using my own experiences as a therapist and as a really messy human being. Come and laugh at yourself with me as you learn not how to become great, but how to become okay-ish. Happy Wednesday. Thanks so much for being here with me. I'm your host, Mary Ellen Dance, a licensed mental health therapist, here to translate all those trendy mental health terms into what they actually mean in order to educate, increase awareness, decrease stigma, all of that good stuff. If you're just joining us, I am also here to remind myself and everyone that as much as we want to feel empowered every day, we can be happy just being okay-ish. So today, I'm going to talk about something pretty serious. Well, I guess I kind of always talk about serious topics, but this month, April, has been Alcohol Awareness Month, and I almost let the entire month go by without chatting about it. So here we are today. And so today I want to just give like a little overview of alcohol addiction, share some really interesting information, and give you all some resources if you're struggling or if you have a loved one struggling and aren't sure what to do about it, because that is so important. I'm going to give three big facts today that will hopefully, you know, encompass all of this. But before I get started, just a reminder to follow me on Instagram at Mary Ellen Dance. I have started, I'm so excited for this, I've started posting challenges for all of us every Thursday related to the podcast topic of that week. So I'm really excited about these challenges. I always talk about how much of therapy isn't what happens in the one-hour session, but in what happens outside the therapy room. So I want us to take, just like that or similar to that, I want us to take what we talk about in these podcasts and carry that information throughout the week. So I'm really excited. So follow me on Instagram for those. All right. So Alcohol Awareness Month. Before we get into my three big facts, I want to share some statistics here. I know, I know statistics are boring, but they're kind of important and really, really enlightening. So the National Council on Alcohol and Drug Dependence is who organizes this Alcohol Awareness Month every year to educate the public, support the public, talk about the dangers of alcohol. I think it originally started geared towards college students because, as most of us know, college students like to partake in some binge drinking, but alcohol addiction does not discriminate, and it's important to understand it. So 14.4 million Americans have an alcohol use disorder, which is the psychological term for some level of alcoholism. 14.4 million. Two billion people worldwide consume alcohol. Not to mention that, but 26% of Americans report binge drinking at least once a month. By the way, binge drinking is considered four drinks for women and five drinks for men in about two hours. You know, so we probably all know that alcohol is classified as a depressant, which 
is interesting because a lot of people drink alcohol for the relaxing effects of it, not taking into account the depressive effects of it. But just in case we didn't know, because it is a depressant, that means that it slows activity in the nervous system and that's what results in, you know, reduced inhibition, reduced motor activity, concentration, all of those things. So the reason I'm sharing these statistics with you isn't to bore you, but just so we understand the the level that alcohol is. Two billion people worldwide consume alcohol. That's That's a lot of people. So now that we kind of understand that, I want to go into my my fun facts. Well, they're not so fun facts, but I have three big facts today that will help us understand alcohol and why alcohol addiction is, is really scary. So fact number one, alcohol overdose is obviously fatal. We can drink ourselves to death. In, in one sitting. It's very scary, but it's fatal. But another really interesting thing is that alcohol withdrawal is fatal too, which not many other drugs have fatal withdrawal symptoms. For example, heroin, from my understanding, the withdrawal from heroin is horrible. It feels like a nasty, nasty flu for a long time, but you can't die from it. It's not fatal. Alcohol withdrawal, you can die from. By the way, when I say the words alcohol withdrawal, most of us have been hungover, right? That, those are withdrawal symptoms. Those are minor withdrawal symptoms, hopefully, right? A headache, exhaustion, whatever. But that is withdrawal. That is our, our bodies withdrawing from the drug. So remember when the world shut down at the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic? <laughs> I, I hope we all remember that. I don't know how we could forget. But the world shut down except for essential businesses. Liquor stores stayed open. Liquor stores are considered essential. And this, this fact is one of the reasons liquor stores are considered essential because withdrawal is deadly. So I've mentioned before that I used to be a drug and alcohol counselor. And often... Someone struggling with alcohol abuse would want to be admitted into a two-week inpatient program. And by inpatient program, I mean they, they would live there for two weeks. They would stay there for two weeks, be monitored by doctors, all of that. But let's say somebody came in on a Friday, but there was no availability in the inpatient facility until Monday. The person would be told, I have, I have been the counselor telling the person sometimes, they would be told to go home and continue to drink for the weekend until they could get into the inpatient facility and be monitored by doctors, which sounds crazy, right? I have told many patients that where their families are like, well, we're trying to get them to stop drinking. But alcohol withdrawal is fatal, which is a really, really scary thing and something that I found that a lot of people don't know. So in Alcohol Awareness Month, trying to spread awareness, I want us all to know that. The second fact that I want to give us today is that alcohol is the single deadliest drug. No questions, hands down, the single deadliest drug. We unfortunately are living in a bit of an opioid epidemic, a heroin epidemic, and, and we hear about that a lot, and that's very scary, and that's very dangerous, and that's not good. Alcohol kills way more people than opiates. So 
like I'm saying, no drugs are good, right? Don't go switching from alcohol to cocaine or opiates or anything like that. But alcohol kills more people than all other drugs combined. So according to the National Institute on Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism, alcohol kills 88,000 people per year. All other drugs combined, cocaine, opiates, all of that, kill about 30,000 people per year. So, so none of those numbers are good, but just to give us an understanding. You know, alcohol is interesting because it, it kills people in many ways, right? So I already mentioned that withdrawal is deadly. An overdose is deadly. Drinking and driving is huge. It's the third leading cause of accidental death. And not to mention that alcohol is poison and literally deteriorates organs and bodily functions and shuts down different organs. Now that I've sufficiently scared us all, (laughs) I want to divert, before I give the last fact, I want to divert and talk about the difference between like having a glass of wine every so often and alcohol abuse. (laughs) I once gave a presentation at an organization that wanted to talk about employees drinking and they wanted to go over it. They had an incident at, at work. And so I came in and gave this presentation and I think I just scared everyone because they were all like, oh my gosh, we can't drink at all. <laughs> So let me explain this a little bit to you. The dietary guidelines for Americans is one drink a day for women and two drinks a day for men. Now, to diagnose an alcohol use disorder, there's sets of criteria that must be met. So just like any other psychological disorder, I think I've mentioned this before, I or other people in the field who are diagnosing it, we can't just like slap a diagnosis on someone for fun. The person has to meet specific criteria in a certain amount of time to be diagnosed. So criteria for diagnosing someone with an alcohol use disorder includes things like an increased tolerance, experiencing withdrawal symptoms, alcohol getting in the way of work or family obligations, inability to stop after saying you'll stop, stuff like that. There's also been a lot of debate about whether or not alcohol addiction is a disease And the answer, according to the American Psychological Association and the Surgeon General, is that yes, alcohol is a disease. Even though alcoholism looks different than, say, diabetes, alcohol addiction follows the same disease model that any other physical disease follows. Many people that I've worked with who struggle with alcoholism have compared it to an allergy, which makes so much sense to me. Some people can eat peanuts and live a normal life. Some people eat peanuts and go to the hospital. Similar to alcohol. Some people can have a glass of wine and feel fine and not need another drink and not even think about it. Other people are not able to stop. You know, one funny joke that I've heard many people who struggle with alcoholism is, is that they say that they're allergic to alcohol. It makes them break out in handcuffs. It's funny, but unfortunately, it's so often true. It's so often true. So that brings me to my last fact. Fact number three. Alcoholism looks different for different people. For example, I've worked with people who have been able to stay abstinent for a period of time, but still struggle with alcohol abuse. Like, I have worked with many women who were able to stop drinking during pregnancies, thankfully, 
But that ability to stop drinking didn't necessarily mean they didn't struggle with alcoholism. It's super interesting to look at and it shows how alcoholism is – It often people will say that alcoholism and addiction is cunning, baffling, and powerful. And it's so true. It's so baffling. I had a client who had three pregnancies where she didn't drink at all. So she went nine months, three times without drinking. Her babies were healthy. It was wonderful. And she didn't even really struggle with not drinking during those times. But when she wasn't pregnant, she would hide wine all over her house. She would sneak wine in when no one was looking. She would pretend that she was on her first glass when she was really on her sixth glass because of all the hidden wine, like in the bathroom or wherever. So it's it can look so different in so many people. And it's difficult because it's so socially acceptable. It's a huge part of society. I can relate to that. You know, but it makes me think, whether you struggle with an alcohol use disorder or not, should this deadly, deadly thing be this huge part of life like it is? So let me give an example. My parents don't drink alcohol. Not because they have ever struggled with alcohol use or anything. They just simply don't like it. They said that they kind of got out of the habit when they had young kids and never went back to it. But so often, they will get asked the question, well, why don't you drink? Heck, I've asked them that question. (laughs) But isn't that kind of messed up? It's just an interesting perspective that we would say, well, why don't you drink, rather than asking, well, why do you drink? All right. So I know that I have been really, really fact-heavy today, but there's such important facts for all of us to understand and be aware of. That being said... I don't want to scare anyone. I mean, we kind of want to scare people, right? Because alcoholism is serious and scary. But if you're listening to this while having a glass of wine and you're worried you're an alcoholic, I I don't want to scare you. You know, I, I think a lot of us can relate to drinking more often during COVID. And it's actually been a really common question in the therapy room this past year. I have so many people say, oh my goodness, I'm home working, my kids are home, everything's crazy, I look so forward to having a glass of wine at night, am I an alcoholic? Now, I cannot make a broad sweeping statement about this, but what I can say is it's important to look at our relationships with alcohol, right? If the relationship with alcohol is based on, quote unquote, needing a drink or only having fun when drinking or shirking responsibilities due to drinking. That's not great. If you like to responsibly enjoy adult beverages, awesome. It's just important to recognize that we can't all do that. And it's a really, really scary thing that people struggle with. I actually want to be pretty vulnerable right now and share that one of the best things ever, not only for my career, but for me as a human being, was being a drug and alcohol counselor. It is truly incredible to watch people who have literally made messes out of their lives from alcohol, who have hit rock bottom, lost jobs, stolen, gone bankrupt, gone to jail, you name it. Watching people admit to having a problem and then begin to rebuild their lives while fighting an addiction. It's honestly so humbling. 
And at the time, it was really hard. I mean, it would be hard now. But at the time, I was 21 years old, which was the age I was when I began that job. And I would run into patients at bars and have to leave, which, you know, was never fun. (laughs) Or while my friends were having fun drinking without a care in the world, while I wouldn't be able to stop thinking about these horribly sad stories from the workday. Or the fact that I simply had to admit myself that I knew nothing about addiction. And it was incredible to be able to learn so much. If you know someone who is in recovery from an an addiction, I seriously encourage you to ask them about it because it's so fascinating and it's really humbling. So when I was working as a drug and alcohol counselor, one of the many things that I got the pleasure of doing was going to AA meetings. AA, or Alcoholics Anonymous, often referred to as a 12-step program. It's incredible. It's been around for such a long time and it's such a cool community of people supporting one another. And by the way, Anyone can go to AA meetings and simply say that you're observing or you're there as a support person. Being a part of a room full of strangers, getting to know each other, supporting each other, crying together, building each other up, it is so freaking cool. I've always said that I think everyone should go through the 12-step program (laughs) because the people who do are so strong and so courageous. So again, I know that this was a bit of a fact-heavy episode, but that's what Alcohol Awareness Month is all about, right? I hope that this helps us look at alcohol addiction a little bit differently so that we can all be advocates for people in recovery from alcohol addiction and so that we can continue to help ourselves and others be truly okay-ish. Disclaimer. This podcast is produced for your universal listening pleasure. Any statements shared during our program are opinions and experiences of our team and guests. If you disagree with any content presented herein, please find another show before submitting nasty grams. This is a positive vibes only platform. If you love our show and want to connect, share your experiences, or know someone who we should interview on future episodes, please don't hesitate to get in touch through our website or Instagram. Thanks for listening to this program brought to you by Daydreamer Network. If you enjoyed the episode, please don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or your preferred platform. Your feedback allows us to rank on the best new shows list and continue to grow our podcasts in order to bring more unique and talented storytellers to the network. To check out our shows, including programs about relationships, sports, business, nutrition, leisure, and more, head to www.daydreamernetwork.com. We look forward to seeing you back next week for another great episode. Have a wonderful day.